check, check, mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Truck Hero, Hero Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. Thursday, April 6th, noon Pacific. Thanks for listening, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Truck Hero, Get Data, and the folks at Pro Taper. Thank you for listening. Yes, I still have a head cold. Yes, I still sound funny. But it's better than I was on Monday. So I'm doing all right. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We're going to give away a Fly Racing Grande Roller bag on the show today with your calls. So best call in. Guy who begs the most gets the gear bag. Thanks to everybody for listening. 702-586-7857. Some lines still open. Jason Thomas and David Pinger are going to join us today. And, uh, yeah, I'm all right. Hopefully you're all right. Seattle coming up this weekend. Round uh, 14, 13? Round 13? Round 14. Yeah. So we got, uh, we got uh, Seattle. We got Salt Lake. We got New York. And we got Las Vegas left, everybody. Four races left in the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series. And things are getting tight. Lots to talk about when it came to this weekend. That's for sure, man. Still arguing about it this week. Lappergate, Chad Reed, Ryan Dungey, of course. Give us a call. Tell us what you think. 702-586-7857. Flyracing.com. The F2 carbon helmet. It's carbon fiber. It's Kevlar. It's Coolmax. It's got MIPS. It's a standard form. It is close to a factory race bike as a helmet can get. Used by Canard, Pike, Millsaps, Baggett, and more. The F2 carbon is an out-of-the-box and on-the-racetrack-ready helmet. It's 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. JT works at Fly Racing, and there's 22 colorways. Not... A coincidence. Truck Hero, truck-hero.com. They're a proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki guys. They are a supplier of premium vehicle accessories made in the USA to outfit light trucks and SUVs. From bumper to bumper, go to truck-hero.com to find out more. Whether it's the uh, undercover, NFAB, bed rug, husky liners, whatever it is, Truck Hero can help you out and they support the sport. Get data. Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, they use Get. The JGRs, you guys use Get. They got the new launch control system developed by Get engineers together with the top teams all around the world. The technology that made Get Riders world champion is finally available to you. You want to bolt this onto your bike, and uh, if you have the launch control part of it as well, you can get some serious hole shots. Fine-tune your power, 250F, 450Fs. They really think thing really works. And also Pro Taper. Uh, Geico Honda, Rockstar Energy Husky, JGR Suzuki guys, the Ice One guys, Pro Taper Honda, Pro Taper Bar, whether it's the Fusion Bar, the one-third waffle grip, the Twister Throttle Tube, Micro Bar, just a few examples of how Pro Taper continues to push the limits and reinvent the way that we all experience riding our motorcycles. ProTaper.com, I don't got to tell you about them. Great company, great guys. And uh, like I said, we are, we're taking your calls at 702-586-7857, discussing Seattle Supercross. And uh, with David Pingree and Jason uh, Thomas. Over there in the corner, working the phones. Four points now. Tits legendary. What's up, Tits? Hi, Steve. Well, how do you feel about what happened, transpired in St. Louis? I think it's all been said. I mean, you guys spent a vast amount of time did. on it through your various podcasts. And did, you, like that. did you know what was going down when you were watching the main event? Well, see, what had happened is, uh, for whatever reason, my recording didn't extend because it had the red flag, so the thing went long. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it ended before all this, my recording, I didn't get to see it live. Okay. So then I got onto the Twitter and I see all this unfolding and I'm like, that mother effer. How, yeah. I, how dare she? How he, how he did, how he could do that. Right. What a jerk. So you like Chad Reed, though? I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel I spend... He's not Ryan Dungey level, but yeah, you've, you've liked him. No, I do yeah. like Chad Reed. I yeah. think he's always a really good interview and, and whatnot. I definitely was not thrilled with it. 
I think I'm with most people saying I doubt if Dungey would have actually been able to pass Tomac. I don't think he really uh, as a Dungey super fan. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, catching somebody and passing are two different things. We've seen absolutely that many times. So I don't think he truly affected the points. But like everyone else said. What could have happened? Yeah. Just the race that could have unfolded. I feel like we got robbed of that. Here's the positive: it was the best he's ridden in a month. I agree. Hunting down Tomac. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. But why does he think? Why does he not happy with Chad after a heat race? Like I don't like what. What did Chad so, do? Yeah, Chad moved over to Whoops, but I mean that happens. I I don't remember who it was that had said it. I think he's hypersensitive right now. Dungey is. Oh, I think so. And too. so yeah. when Reed cut across in the whoops, it did look. Uh, for my opinion, yeah. I saw it happen. I was watching that part, and I was like, "Ooh, that that yeah. that didn't look good." Right. And we all know how, especially because it's in the whoops and whatnot. So I say, "Okay, I can see that." I don't agree with your opinion of Dungey shouldn't have said anything because he knows who he's dealing with. Because it's like you know what, we're all grown men. Can yeah. we not take a little bit of criticism? Well, but we're all we're all grown men. Can we not? Well, deal with a heat it, race. It, it, you know? it's, it's, it's a double whammy. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. But at the same time, it's like I think that uh, Reed's response was uh, a little too much for a little bit. Likes killing a mosquito with a shotgun. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. Um, so I mean, I just think I think Dungey's rattled. I think he's struggling a little bit to get by guys, and that's what happens. And I don't like what he said on the podium after the heat race. I th- feel like you should just be like, "Yeah, he raced me good and hard and whatever." I mean, he's. A hundred points ahead of Chad Reed, he's proven to be the better rider this year. So, you know, if you're done, you just bite your tongue and uh, go on with it. And, you know, Chad's not trying to take you out. I mean, he's not trying to make you crash. He passed you in the whoops and moved over. That happens. It's not a great move, but it's not something unforgivable. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's one of those things. But I'm I'm, I'm surprised, Tits, that you didn't think that he could catch and pass Tomac because that's something that hasn't been brought up, like, no one said you could get by. No one said you were going to win the race. You right. know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think it, it's possible. Yeah. But uh, probable is something else. Yeah. And I I don't truly believe that it affected the actual results. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. Uh, but good thing for him that he's uh, he's ridden better. And uh, we'll see what happens this weekend coming into Seattle. Could be some rain on the forecast. Things change in the Pacific Northwest quickly, but uh, looks like it's not going to be a great day, uh, regardless uh, with everything that's been going on. Uh, there'll be probably rain at some point. It's going to be soft and ruddy. Things are going to change. I'm going to talk to JT about the start. I'm really worried about the start this weekend in Seattle for some of these dudes. Um, it goes width-wise, and we'll talk to JT about that. Um, also, the 250 West Series picks up. Remember those guys? Austin Forkner. Oh wait, no, he's out. Jeremy Martin, he's out. Uh, but uh, Justin Hill's there. Shane McElrath, Aaron Plessinger will be there. Um, Jimmy Dakotas, Dan Reardon, all those guys. Uh, Kyle Chisholm moves back down to two fifties. Uh, JGR Suzuki debuts. Cade, uh, Cade, uh, uh, what's his? All, all, all right. I forget his name. Damn it. What is his name? Chat room. Somebody help me. Alden Wright, Alden Wright, Cade Alden Wright makes his debut for the JGR Suzuki guys, so that should be interesting. Uh, let's get to Ryan first up. Ryan, what's up? Welcome to the show. What's happening? Hey, how's it going, Steve? Good. Uh, we got the question of weather this weekend, so um, I'm trying yeah. to trying to figure out here. Uh, I kind of know the top ten guys, you know, who does better in the mud and who doesn't, but I'm wondering about those guys that kind of run tenth through fifteenth there. Like, who's going to step up and succeed in the mud this weekend if, if that's what it ends up being? Yeah, it should be interesting to see um, what we get. Barsha's really good in the mud. Uh, he could step up. Brock Tickle's done well in Seattle before. Uh, he could step up. He's been riding well anyways uh, in the series, but he could definitely step up. Um, so I would look for those two guys if it gets muddy and ruddy and everything else. Uh, Marvin's great in the mud, um, as all, as most European-based riders are, European-trained uh, riders are. In the 250s, Plessinger is very good in ruts and mud and everything else. Um, so is Oldenburg, who's coming back this weekend. TLD Troy, uh, Mitchell Oldenburg will be back. So there's a few guys. Um, do you live up there? Um, yeah, I'm going to the race. I'm from uh, Medford, Oregon, but what are we, uh, we're what, making a seven-hour drive. What's the weather look like? Have you checked it? Yeah, I mean, it's a 50% chance on Saturday, but leading up to Saturday, it's kind of hit and miss uh, 70% chance here and there. So. Oh, geez, okay. 
Yeah, they're going to get moisture for sure. So we're going to get something. Yeah, whether how bad it is or whatever, who knows, you know, but it's going to get something, right? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, okay. um, there's some guys. Keep an eye on those guys. Like I said, uh, I think if it gets really shitty. And, and Millsaps is also good. Millsaps won a complete mutter in San Fran. Now, that was nine years ago, was but still. Yeah, I, was I like that race. I was there. I was watching him. Him and one other guy, I think, were the only ones hucking the triple at the end of the motor yeah. one. It was just terrible. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so one, keep keep an eye on those guys. Nick, Nick Schmidt, well, how's he do? Uh, I think he's coming back this weekend. He didn't race last weekend. He's got a sore wrist. Um, but uh, I think he's coming back this weekend. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know how Nick is. He's he's a so he's a North, North Pacific Northwest guy, but he's been in South, Southern California for so long. I'm not sure how good his mud skills are. You know. So yeah. Um, okay. All right, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, get data and pro taper and truck hero all on board with us as well as of course uh the folks at flyracing.com uh, let's get to our first guest the great david pingree what's up ping how are you hey boys i'm good where are you at you're on a track yeah i'm doing some testing today with bone so uh i'm gonna try to get to a quiet place for you here yeah no worries um Glen Helen, of course. Bones doesn't go anywhere else in Glen Helen. No, no, we're we're at Milestone. Holy smokes, Bones made it. <laughs> wow. Uh, on a Thursday, I would think Glen Helen would be the spot that you'd be at. You there? Uh, yeah, you're a little better now. How's that? Sorry, that's good. Okay. Let me try to go somewhere else. Great radio. Seven oh two radio, bro. Seven. Hey. 702-586. What? Can we talk about some breaking news right now? Yeah. You're going to love this. Well, now you're breaking. Speaking of breaking, you're breaking up. Okay, hold on. I'm going to stand still here in a second inside my truck. I have uh, recently announced the news. Actually, not even announced yet. Uh-huh. Um, Three-round Triple Crown Two-Stroke Dream Race Series. This ah. summer. Oh, you're so happy. You're so are happy. You, are you excited? It's two strokes, man. Yeah, man. No, I thought it was cool last year. I, I have no problem with it. I thought it was I thought that one twenty five thing at Washugo was great. So um where are they doing it at? So same guy, Joey Lancaster has been Hmm. Town. Same format. Um just a, a one moto in, at halftime between the pro motos. Yep. So It'll be Hangtown. Um, it will be Thunder Valley, and it will be Washougal again. Oh, Thunder Valley should be great for the 125. Yeah, I, I don't know where they came up with those venues. I don't know if those guys. Yeah, are West Coast, for, right? Whatever. Yeah, but man, there's a big. It shocks me they don't do one at Southwick or. Yeah. Red Butt. I, they'd fill the gate. I know it. So yeah, but not everybody. Weird, can, but, not everybody can get out there. You know. It, to do all three rounds no, I, would be crazy. No, no, no. It's not really like a series. Oh, they're okay. Gonna, they're not going to award a chance. It's, each round is kind of on its own, and it's FMS sponsoring. It's going to be a little tro like you know they'll put together a little okay, trophy, yeah. but no money. It's just meant to be a good time. Um, but I've already had some interest. Like I got off the phone earlier today with Nick Way, and he's all fired up. So you're going to see him at at least one, if not all of them. So will we get will we get hot sauce maybe back out? It wouldn't surprise me. And I'm going to hit Mitch up. I'm going to put some pressure on him because he's got that race bike sitting down there. I'm going to tell him, hey, you're going to throw that thing on your truck, and you, you need to put one of your old riders on it at every round. No. be nice. Nick, Ivan. I mean, there's so many guys that could jump on and ride it, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Budman. Budman wants to do it. He's all slimmed down getting ready for uh, Loretta's anyways. Ah, Mitch fired him after 91. He might still be mad. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, big, huge pitter. But, hey, no, that's cool. That's awesome. Good to hear. I think it'd be cool. Anyway, Fans dug I it. I was exciting news. I watched it in Washougal from the uh, tower uh, in intermission, and you could uh, see the fans were very stoked for it. So that's that's cool. Um, um, good to hear. Yeah. Um, all right. Hey, so a couple of things that just broke this week. Uh, first up, Christian Cray is going to ride Kenny Roxon's bike outdoors. Uh, we're going to talk about Seattle. We're going to do all that. But uh, what's your thoughts on that move? Um, I think it's a good move. I think Christian's a little big for that 250, especially outdoors. Uh, you know, you get a bad start outdoors, it's really tough. It's tough, mm -hmm. man. Like, so this is a. I think it's a smart move on both for both parties. 
Christian definitely has the speed. I mean, he did some 450 rounds for TLD back when when I was just leaving there, and he did great. Yeah. Like at times, yeah. you know, flashes of, yeah. of speed. So I think that if he's fit and he's ready, uh, I don't. I kind of don't know what happened to his mental <laughs> uh, prep for this Supercross season. It seemed like he was ready to go, but anyway, um, I, I'm I'm uh, like optimistic for him. I, yeah. I think it could be great. It's a little interesting to me. I talked to him about it yesterday. There's a podcast, a short little podcast up on uh, on Steve Mathis' uh, show. He said he approached Honda on it, which I'm surprised he did that, and I'm surprised Geico was cool with it. Like he, you know, he look, he's not going to win the outdoor title. They got Jmart for that, but uh, I think highly enough Craig to be a, every single weekend five to ten guy in that class, and that's still worth something to Geico. And but Geico was all right with it, you know. So a little surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it would have been a struggle, and I think they know it. And you know, especially if, especially again, I didn't talk to those guys, but like if it's me, yeah, if you know Christian's already going, man, I'm not going to get any starts. Like this summer's going to suck. Uh huh. If he's already got that attitude, you don't even want him under your tent. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, I guess you're right. Yep. Yep. This, it, you want to, you want the guy to be where he wants to be. Right. This sport's hard enough mentally to, yeah. to try to fight through that. So, um, I think it's rad. I'm still calling to put somebody on it, and I think he's a good fit. So, 250 West Series picks back up this weekend in Seattle. Um, Austin Forkner's out with a hip injury, and then we found out Jeremy Martin is out as well. I don't know if you saw that ping or not. It's breaking news as of today. Um, outside of that second in Daytona in 450s, which is great. It's an, an amazing ride for J-Mart. Um, it's this season could not have probably gone much worse. Did you ever have a year like that, Ping? I, I think you did. You told me one time, maybe it was a chick issue or something, but you came into a year and just nothing went right for you. Uh, look, every time you lined up, you were one of the guys, at least later on, that was you know expected to contend for a title. And did you ever have a year where just nothing went right? Um, you know, I had like little runs yeah. where I, I couldn't get, I just couldn't get the ball going. Um, the summer of 95, that was probably the one you're talking about. I was being led around by my pecker by some scandalous <laughs> female. Um, really distracted me. I had other seasons where it was either the bike issue or yeah. my head, you know, couldn't get confidence going, whatever. Like, what do you, um, what's up with Jamar? Like, what do you think's going on here? I mean... Now he's out, you know? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't. I really don't know. I, he's. It's funny because it, usually if, if a guy's not good at Supercross, he, he, he doesn't go fast. He just isn't fast. But, you know, you've actually seen Jeremy at the test track go really fast. Like, his times are right there with the fastest guy. Mm-hmm. So he can ride it. He can do it. Yeah. Why, does, why can't he not bring that over to the race on a regular basis? I don't know. I, really, I mean, he's the only guy that can really – sort that out i have no idea it's uh, it, it has definitely gone bad for him and at this point i think those guys are really smart to just say hey let's pull the ripcord let's start doing some outdoor stuff and have you be 110 percent when we go to hangtown do you think though the crappy super cost season affects him outdoors at all or does, no. is, does it okay so you can just totally no. mentally flip the page and be like all right well, i think yeah. a, a guy like him a two-time national i know but look how bad this knows, is yeah, but it, when's it ever gone great for him? Well, never great, but never. better than this. No. Right. And, and I think that Daytona thing, mentally, probably did a lot for him. Not only was it super, super cross, mm-hmm. I'm doing air quotes with my fingers here, but yeah. it was a 450 class. Um, so, you know, riders are using anything to build themselves up, and he's probably feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I think he takes that momentum, turns it, you know, turns it into some outdoor testing and prep, and he comes out more prepared and really ready to fire it at uh, Hangtown. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question for David Pingree. Give us a call. We got a few lines open. We are giving away a Fly Racing Grande roller bag, Pingree, on this show. So probably fit you all in it, I bet. It's huge. Grande. Uh, yeah, grande. Spanish for Taco Bowl. <laughs> Yes, you didn't know. I think I think this is. Uh, they also coat this with red or green sauce. This gear bag, depending on <laughs> depending on what you want, comes with a churro. Yeah, pictures up now at a dealer. Uh, get 
get data uh pro taper and uh, truck hero also on board with us david pingree also hey ping so you've never raced um the seattle stadium the outdoor one that we go to now but you certainly did seattle many many times in the kingdom and with the amazingly crappy dirt it's gotten better the dirtworks guys are better at it than they used to be as far as getting the dirt dry but man riding ruts in a supercross and whether it rains or not this weekend a it's really tiring b really easy to make a mistake huh yeah, it really is. And it, I'll be honest with you, it's a whole separate skill set, really. Uh-huh. Uh, I was never, as you know very well, having been a teammate with me on the Outdoor Series, never been worth a damn in the mud or, like, you know, soft-rutted conditions. Yeah. Like, just was not my forte. I grew up in Arizona where uh, it's pretty flat and hard or sandy or, you know, there's just not a lot of that. So one of the worst races I ever Supercross races I ever went to was Seattle in 97. I was riding the 250 class. And it was basically one big rut around the whole track. <laughs> you take, took off in a rut. You had to pick one in the air. You landed in it and went off the next jump in the same rut. It was insane. I couldn't believe they even let us go out there. Right. Didn't qualify for the main that night. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a... Uh... It's hard, man. It's this, and also too, the start goes the width of the uh, stadium, not the length. So, uh, gate pick is key. Starts are going to be keyer, uh, more key than ever. Um, yeah. And it's going to be, we could see some really things flipped around, turn around on their head after this weekend. Yeah, I don't know how. You know, we never know what the weather's going to do. It certainly looks like it's going to rain a bit, but um, mm-hmm. it could be a sloppy, muddy mess, or it could just be soft and ruddy. Right. Either way, you get guys that like the mud, like the Euros. Uh, I think Tickle got his first Supercross win up there on a yeah. Yamaha. Yep. Um, you know, who else is getting the mud? If you came from back east somewhere, yeah, well, you're getting the mud. If it's really so. ruddy and crappy, I like Plessinger to take the win in 250s. Plessinger, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. he would be a, a shoe-in. So, hey, um, yeah, that could screw the points up pretty good. How's, uh, I wonder how Hill is in the mud. Well, he's from there. He's got to be decent, you know. So, um, yeah. he's got. Uh, when we left, folks, you may not remember, but Hill has a uh, he has a twenty one point lead. Is that right? No, ah. sorry, eleven point lead. My bad. Oh, eleven point lead on Plessinger. Um, so it should be it should be interesting. Hill Hill doesn't have to do a lot. He just has to minimize damage and you know hold it hold it together that way. So we'll see what happens. How far back is McElrath? Uh, McElrath, remember, he had that bike problem. Um, at uh, at the last race while he was leading, that that was a major major bummer. He is uh, uh, um, four more, so fifteen fifteen back. Mm. Hmm. Um. No, my math is bad. He is uh, uh, twenty five back. Yeah. So oh, got some work to do. Hey, um, something about you saying about racing Seattle. On, in the big bike class got me thinking and we talked about this a little bit uh i think over a text message why don't teams let the other coast guys ride 450s more often it used to happen a lot i mean Wyndham's in the points lead he's riding 250 supercross now 450 um it happened all the time and, and you did it and mitch did it and everybody did it and it was all cool ricky did it remember um yeah but like what uh what, i know there's a lot of money and things at, at stake but I don't know. You can get hurt at practicing just as easy as you can get hurt, you know, racing. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it should happen more. I, I think that it, uh, it's probably just cost prohibitive. You know, back when I did it then, um, you know, Bones did up some stock suspension, threw a pipe and silencer on it, Mitch did a little grinding on the cylinder, and, like, we're going racing. It You know, it wasn't like they had to put a bunch of money into parts, pieces, whatever, to, to yeah. make that 250 good right? right well now if i right. was to go do it on like martin's bike that's a or or maybe he's a bad example because he was on a factory bike but like right you know if these teams want to make a competitive motorcycle they have to put a it's a lot of money and well i don't know i mean a 450 nowadays put some suspension a pipe a cam work an ignition there you yeah, go i don't know i don't know you know we had talked about this before like back then when Wyndham did it it was factory yamaha they've got access to all their parts and bikes yeah so for a satellite team, you're really only getting 250s. You probably only get a handful of 450s, so it's, it's a little more difficult that way. Yeah. Um, 
But I don't know. You're yeah. right. I think there's just a shift in the culture where they're not doing it as often. And I, it, you know, it was two schools of thought. You know, yeah. back then it was like, hey, go get your feet wet, get some experience, yeah. learn, yeah. get better, race. Yeah. And now it's like, no, huddle up and hide out in your little place and focus on the one thing. And yeah, I know. Sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, you see guys get hurt practicing because they get a little complacent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I uh, I would remember even McElrath did one race like last year or whatever for the TLD guys on the other coast. It's like really weird and random, uh-huh. but I would make my I would if it's possible if they wanted to. It's not too much work, you know. I would make, I would say, yeah, go race, go get your feet wet. Like I like, uh, I like Kyle Chisholm to do well this weekend back on the West Coast. I'm not saying win or anything, but he's been racing. Scott Champion's been racing. AJ Cantanzaro been racing. Now I'm not saying yeah. those guys are going to go out and podium, but you watch. I bet you they're pretty good because they've been racing on the other coast. Yeah, when you take a break that long, it's it's like starting over. Basically, the nerves are all back. Um, just takes a little bit to get back in that rhythm where if those, yeah, if you've been lining up every weekend and doing gate drops, you're just still kind of in that. Flow. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, do you want to argue about Reed and Dungeon more or take some calls? <laughs> we, we can keep arguing if you want, but I, I, I feel like you're a little bit more on Reed's side. Yeah. And I'm not really on his side at all in no, any way, shape no. or form. No, I still blame Reed. He, he got in the way. It was a dick move. I still, but I see it. I see it, and and you're just like no. There's no seeing of anything. Get out of but the way. What you see, you see that. Uh, well, but Dungy said he was immature. So whoa. I mean, can't. Of course, Chad's going to be angry. Well, he's already angry about that start. You know, in in. in, okay. in Did you watch that start? Yeah, I, I watched yeah. it a handful of times. Yeah. There's it, he could have blamed five different people. Yeah. There was five or six guys all with their bars locked. Yeah, I don't Dungy get it. About went down. Yeah, I don't get it. Yep. Uh, if you watch that tape, there's zero way you could blame Ryan Dungey for that. Okay. No way whatsoever. I know. So, I'm with you. Again, I'm I'm left going. Right. Where is your frustration? I mean, other than your own season, right. where's your frustration yeah. with Ryan Dungey coming from? Yep. Um, wow. And then well, you know when we when we battled back and forth about it because I watched it again and when Dungey's trying to pass Reed in the heat, um, right after the mechanics area, he dives inside and that little switch back, like he's. He's pretty much got the pass made. He should have gone in and just slammed the door. He left just enough room for Reed to get back inside of him before they went over the over-under. And Reed freaking, you know, throws an elbow and oh, basically pushes him give off Give me track. a break. Dude, watch it. I watch did. It. It's fine. It's racing. Uh, you got well, you got a heat race bonus, gonna, you know? In a, in a vacuum, yes. it's just racing. You're right. But given the circumstances all together, it's like, whoa. All um, right. Ten thousand dollars at stake for heat race winner. Seven thousand. But you're asking why? Why is Dungey a little hesitant in the main to run it in there and try to do something? That's why. Wow. Because Reed'll Reed'll Reed has got nothing to lose. He'll freaking just fall on top of him and lay there. <laughs> I I would think hope that Chad would not do that. He didn't do anything malicious. He didn't uh, well, swerve all over the track. He, he just get the hell out of the way. You like would, a normal but, person would do. Yes, right. Well. All right, let's take some phone calls. See, we got into arguing again. Yeah. I just, I, I, I don't know. I think Dungy's rattled, and pressure is making him do weird things. And, and you know. For sure. Yeah. For sure. His confidence is shot. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse what Reed did. It doesn't excuse it. Right. Well, speaking of that, Justin, what's going on? You want to talk about this Chad Reed, Ryan Dungy thing? Yeah. How's it going, guys? Good. What's um, happening? uh, I was at St. Louis, and I haven't heard you or Weej or or JT or anybody mention, uh, maybe you didn't hear it from the press box, but during opening ceremonies, you know, Dungy and Reed were sitting fairly close to each other with their helmets off, and and Chad made a comment, you know, before that hot lap that they actually did this time, where he was saying, yeah, it was, you know, this isn't in quotes, but he basically made a comment that, yeah, people are getting desperate, and points leads are getting chipped away, and people are getting desperate to get whole shots. Uh, so, yeah. that being, I mean, he was within 10 feet of Ryan Dungy saying that to lurch. You know? Right, right, right. So, um, things kind of got heated even before the first heat race, but uh, and I know it goes back to Indy and Detroit, but right. um, do you think Chad potentially, potentially through his main event start to be in the right position with four or five laps left in the main event? To hold up, Dunge. You mean you mean you think he threw the start to be at the back of the pack to block at the late in the race? 
Well, he whole shot at these main events when he's fighting Dungey. He's whole shotting those main events. In the heats, you mean? Chance, the heats. Yeah, I'm yeah. no, sorry. Yeah, he's yeah. whole shotting these heats. My bad. And then by chance, he's at the back, you know, 12, no. 15 position. Uh, that's a little bit conspiracy theorist. I think if Reed can do well, he's going he's gonna to do everything he can to be up front. Sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'd like to think that as well. But I missed the opening ceremonies because uh, Wygant saw Brayton, so then we had to there talk. There were nachos. Yeah. There were nachos. Yeah. So we honestly missed – I missed the whole opening ceremonies for maybe the first time in a long time. I got up with like yeah. two laps into the first heat where Osborne was winning, so um, I missed all of that. But that sounds about right for Chad, taking a little verbal shot. Yeah, so. Yeah, and then he went out and he, he uh, they did two hot laps, and he threw knack-knacks over everything, and he was roosting Dungy. He was right in front of Dungy the whole time. Yeah, so. I he was uh, stirring, stirring the pot. American hero that Ping hates. That's right. Thanks, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Lines are uh, full. Enrique, what's up, Enrique? How are you? Hey, what's up, uh, Steve? <clears throat> what's going on? I just, I just had a question. Um, I, I know Christian hasn't talked about the whole split up with, with DV, but what do you think it could be? No, he talked about it on the Pulp Show um, a couple weeks ago. He said it was him, he said it was him right? Or something well, like he just said it wasn't working. The whole thing wasn't working. He, he has no, they had no, there wasn't, wasn't a blowout. They didn't get in a fight. It just, it was obvious it wasn't working. He wanted to stay in Florida and switch things up a little bit. And so, you know, I mean, paying, the fact that they, they broke up wasn't surprising based on the results. Like, right or wrong, whatever was going on, Riders aren't going to just keep banging their head against the wall if it's not working. So no, and 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 you know, there's typically a pretty good chunk of change involved in those yep. kind of deals. And if you're throwing money in a hole and seeing no results, like okay, yeah, I'm not going to keep doing the same thing. Let's change it up and see if we can change the results as well. Right. So I, I don't okay. think there was. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't shock me there wasn't a. One event that caused it. Just yeah, yeah, and, I th- and they didn't yell and scream at each other, you know, and everything else. So it's just whatever. It just wasn't working out. So okay, cool deal. I have another question. Sure. Um, I know his his dad was was a racer back then. Would he? Does he still go to him for advice, like he would with with Villeman or? Well, did Ping. I'm gonna say probably not. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah, probably okay. not, Enrique. Uh, thanks, buddy. Uh, all right, thank you, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Ratcliffe, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. Happy Thursday. You too. Um, a few questions. Uh, you guys covered it a little bit about the 250s, but I'm wondering if this is going to be Aaron Plessinger's time to shine in the ruts. I think so. Yeah, I think so. By the way, my math on that was wrong. It's 21 points. I got the sheet uh, sitting away from arm's length, so I was looking at it. It's 21 points, by the way. For who? For Hill on Plessinger. It's 21. He's got a 21-point lead? Yes. That's pretty good. And Colorado seemed to be better on in the dry, dusty conditions of, like, California tracks. So we'll see as far as that goes. Yeah, I, I, um, I think Plessinger can do it for sure if it gets muddy and everything else. But, I mean, Hill's really good. Hill's on fire. Now you take J-Mart out and you take Forkner out of the mix, and you're telling me that Hill can't, you know, at least get get a podium. He's got Marty to deal with and Dakotas and, and Reardon. But, I mean, other than that, Hill, Plessinger, and McElrath in some order. And maybe maybe Oldenburg can get up there. But those are my those are the guys, I think, that are heavily favored to, to get top three. So if he's, if he's got anyone talking logically to him at all, they'll say, look, podium's as good as a win. Just yeah. don't do anything dumb. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Ratcliffe. Appreciate it, oh, man. Hey, uh, I got another question for Ping. All right. That's cool. Hey, Ping, I know you're into, like, the CrossFit. No, oh, here we go. Uh, paleo stuff. Here we Wondering, go. What are motocross riders eating? Like, how are they fueling themselves for supercross slash motocross? What's the difference? Are they changing it up? It, it, it's just varies person to person, you know. Um, diets have become so full of fads some guys are off the gluten some guys you know tony caroli eats pasta like three meals a day (laughs) uh so you know it just it just varies you know the kind of the standard term eat clean i think applies If, if when you're burning especially when you're 18 to 22 and you're burning you know a billion calories a day you can kind of eat whatever you want Mm -hmm. um stay out of the candy and cookies and ice cream and junk. Most guys are off dairy for the most part, but 
you know, they're eating whole grain pastas still, I would say, the bulk of them and wheat bread and things like that. They're not getting, they're not getting too crazy. And uh, I mean, you, you got to realize how many calories they are burning. They're motos all day at the track. There's usually some kind of run or bicycle ride and there's gym work. You got to mm-hmm. put the calories in, man, or, or you're going to, you're, you're going to run out of gas. So, um, but it, it varies. Like, again, like JMB used to eat Kit Kats and he'd crush them. So, yeah. Thanks, Rackley. Stuart used to love his churros. Yeah. So, hey, you know. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate <laughs> right, the call. Bye. See you, dude. Uh, all right, let's get to Alex. Alex, what's going on? You got a question about 250s and 450 riding? Yeah, I was going to say, you think Jeremy Martin uh, does a second place like on uh, in Daytona, like on uh, like Seven Deuce Deuce's bike? With um, the minimum money uh, put into a bike? No. No, I do not. Ping? Ping you there? We lost ping. Anyways, no, no I do not. I'm here. I'm oh. here. Sorry, what'd you say? Um, Martin did a third gear start from the outside on that uh, on that start, Alex at Daytona, and he killed it. So I don't think he pulled. Does, does, ping? Does Jeremy Martin pull a second place at Daytona on the seven deuce deuces bike? Ooh, no. No, I doubt it. No, I doubt it. So. Uh, and one last thing, I think uh, Dungey needed to do what he, what Tomac did to him on the first lap to read. Just move him out of the way. I, he hey, can't catch, I hear he you, can't brother. Catch him anyway. yep. he can't catch him to make another move in the next corner. He's yep. too slow. Nope, I hear you. Move him out. Get, get move him out. Exactly. What would what would RC have done, Alex, in that situation? What would Ricky Carmichael he, have done? He would have plowed him. Would have been and, over. Hey, hey. And Bob Hanna's and Bob Hanna's words, I'll break his arm or his leg to get him out of the way. There we go. Thanks. Well said. You hear that? You hear that ping? You hear what Alex had to say? Well, listen, I'm not saying he shouldn't have been more aggressive. That's just not been Dungey's specialty over the years. That's right. not been his deal. So I think that's a little out of his wheelhouse. I think his confidence shot and he you know yeah. he didn't want to do anything stupid and take himself completely out of the title chase or lose more points yeah a second's better than a fourth it is so. you're right uh, a couple more questions for david pingry then he's got to keep testing uh what's up ryan what's your question about dungy and tomac hey yeah uh just had a question like we've all noticed how dungy's kind of losing uh you know like he doesn't seem to be having much fun um like he's like he's kind of getting burned out and and things are pissing him off like you know this whole thing with reed and uh uh, maybe losing his uh, his points lead and, and Tomac coming on strong lately. Um, what do you guys think about uh, this upcoming outdoor season? Um, and well, do you think do you think you know if, if it starts off bad for him, he's just going to kind of what do you, you know, what do you think, Ping? What do we do? We see Tomac keeping this thing up and and and, and you know sort of being I, the better guy. Yeah, I do. I think Tomac's going to destroy everyone outdoors. Destroy? Um, oh wow! I, I mean, yeah. look, dude. He's never been this confident in Supercross. We've seen him be like this outdoors. Like I've said before, look, Eli's never given us a reason to think he should be this dominant Supercross right, right. He never has. No. He's had flashes yeah. here and there, but he's never been consistently good right. until now. So, so why in the so, world wouldn't that carry over to outdoors where he's already better? Yep. Dungey's, yeah. to me, I, I would have told you at the start of this year, no, Dungey's not retiring. Like I kind of called BS on you guys making so much chatter about that steve but at this point i guarantee you win loser draw on the supercross title he's done you think right yeah. but, and and he's already he's already you know he was already for sure signed up to be outdoors so if, if it's already going this bad for him at the end of supercross and huh. he's probably thinking he's already going to get it handed to him outdoors i don't um, think he pulls the pin though i, I don't no, no, I don't no. Think, he'll keep going yeah he'll, he'll he'll suffer through the summer take his licks and Get second, you know, you know get you second. Think, you think his whole heart's going to be in it? I mean, it could be, yeah. I guess, because it could be potentially like the last time he's racing, so he might want to try, try and go out with a with the championship on the outdoors. But, um, I mean, the way it's going now, it's, it's got to seem like if it doesn't go good for him in the outdoors either. I mean, even even if he signs now for next year, but the outdoors goes really bad, could he still not turn around and change his mind and get sure. out of it somehow? Yeah. No, nah, he could. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. all right, man. Thanks for the call. All right, man. Thanks. Uh, Bye. Appreciate it. One last call for David Pingree, then we'll let him go. Kyle, you got a pink question for uh, David Pingree? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I was wanting to check with you. Once upon a time, I tried qualifying for Loretta's and literally found myself in the ER six times in one year. Jeez. Um, oh, wow. After that, yeah, 
two of the times were my fault. The other four are other people riding crazy. Good old C-class for you. Um, anyway, what I was wanting to check with Ping on is how do you overcome the mental block after injury? It's been multiple years ago, and my practice pace is great. I feel very confident, but then once I race, where most people clip, click it up a notch or two, I'm usually clicking it back and kind of in preservation mode. Yeah, it's I'm hard, like man. Especially I, I, I found for me when it, when it wasn't my fault, that made it more difficult because I'm like, look, I can be as good as I want. The bike can be awesome. I'm in great shape. And other people can do stupid things, and still I get hurt. So there's no way to fix that, you know? And so for me, that was tough mentally to overcome. When my bike blew up on me on the face of a triple, like that was an eye-opener for me. That was really kind of the beginning of the end. I'm like, man, I I did nothing wrong, and I almost died. So what am I doing here, Harry? Like maybe it's time to reevaluate my priorities. Right. Um, I don't know how old you are or what your ambitions are, but, you did know. you Did you say, what, do you, what am I doing here, Harry, because it was Harry Nolte? <laughs> no, that's an the old, uh, what the hell are we doing here, Harry? That's a dumb but, and dumber. But then literally the bike blew up and Harry Nolte, a guy named Harry Nolte, worked on it. <laughs> that is very true. So Double entendre. Yeah. Right. So to answer your question, Ping, I'm, I'm in my early 40s. Um, this happened, of course, mid to late 20s whenever I tried qualifying. Yeah. Um, my goals would be just to ride to my potential in a race. It's very, very dis- disappointing whenever I ride way under my ability. And, of course, you know, it'd be ridiculous to hire a mental coach because I'm just not that serious about it. But, you know, just to be able to conquer something within myself, I'm trying to figure out what I need to do to, to break this mental block. Because, well, like you, you said, know what? You, 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 you know, wear all the protective people. gear you can. No, wear all the protective gear you can. Work on your technique and your riding. And then, you know, there's a, there comes a point when you've got all that other stuff dialed in. This is just motocross. It's the, the essence of it. How much are you willing to risk? You know, I can ride a lot faster than I do these days. I could drop two or three seconds a lap if I wanted. I'm not willing to do that anymore. It's not worth it to me. I don't want to crash. So, you know, I don't know how much slower you're going in a race uh, than you are in practice or if you're getting arm pump or what's going on, but... You're 40, man. Like, that's just called being smarter than you were when you were trying. Being responsible. So I I wouldn't be so hard on yourself, man. Yeah. Well, I think I'm in denial over the 40 thing. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) We all are, buddy. We all are. Yeah. Um, Hey, Kyle, stay on the line. You want a fly racing gear bag? Sure. That'd be great. Uh, All right. Stay on the line. and uh, just enjoy it, man. Don't don't sweat the uh, results so much, dude. Yeah. Just enjoy it. I totally enjoy it. That's why I'm still doing it and why I listen to you guys, because I have a great love for it. Cool. Good, that's Thank cool. you. Stay on the line. Appreciate it. I really appreciate it, Steve. Thank you. Well, I mean, you can always hire the seven hey, deuce bud. deuce after Supercross for a mental coach. He's probably free. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right, buddy. Hey, what? Yep, I got to get out of here. Bones is giving me stink eyes. So. Okay. All right. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Have fun. You got it. We'll talk soon. See you. That's David Pingree from RacerX Online. Let's move right into our next guest on the show. He's a regular from Fly Racing, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Oh, just hanging out. I'm in. Uh, Visiting some dealers? Yeah, I'm in Washington State. I'm in Rain, Rainier, Washington, right now, right on the right some, on the river here, watching logging ships go up and down the river. Oh yeah, there's uh, that's where that beer's from, right? There's Rainier beer. Yeah, yeah, very uh, entry level, low budget, but high quality beer. Did you go to Astoria, uh, where I once lived with Ty Birdwell? No, because it's too far west of here. But I saw it on my map when I was driving to uh, the Rainier Longview area. Okay. And now you're outside yeah. in the windstorm. All uh, right, I am. Sorry. Okay, yeah, so closer. let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Seattle this weekend. Uh, you've done your column for RacerX Online. That's start, JT. It's the width of the stadium. If you don't make it out of the heat, you're not going to have a great gate pick. You're going to get pinched off. This is this could be a huge turning point in this 4th title. If either one of these guys struggles in the heat uh, with ruts and crashing or anything else, got to get a gate pick at this weekend. I don't think it's as big a deal as you're making it to be. Um, I think with the way the track is, this these tracks, when they get this beat up, I, I don't know if it'll be muddy. It could be. But it, in any case, it'll be really ruddy and really tough to do all the jumps, uh, which makes mistakes more likely and slows the track down and really just creates more passing because guys aren't able to really hold their line or block anybody. They're just trying mm-hmm. to get around the track. So. I don't personally think the start will be as critical. Um, the, the start probably does 
make it a little bit tougher to get a start from the outside. I would agree there. But I just think that when the track's like this, passing is so much easier and you can move through the pack compared to a track like Dallas or one of the tracks where there's no traction anywhere. Um, so I look for it to be, you know, kind of a showdown with Eli and Ryan. If they're, if they're the two fastest guys, I think they'll find their way to the top two spots and uh, they'll be able to settle it themselves. If it's ruddy, if it's crappy, uh, Baggett will be well. He's been fast anyways, but Baggett will treat this thing like an outdoor moto. Millsaps is good, technically wise, to get through ruts and still do obstacles. Barsha's mm-hmm. got is good in the mud. Tickle, of course, won the race in Seattle. That's a, four guys that come to mind that could maybe outperform their usual standards. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'm really interested to see because I'm I'm really unsure that anybody on a white or orange bike is going to beat Ryan Dungey this weekend, and I, I whether they can or can't, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I think last weekend really put even more emphasis on those guys staying out of the race between Ryan and Eli, and I think there's some storylines there to watch for as far as, I don't want to say team tactics, but hey man, this might not be so good for my career if I get in front of Ryan here. Mm-hmm. So I think that's... Uh, that's one of the biggest storylines going in is, does anybody really battle Ryan if you're on a KSM or a Husky? Yeah, should be interesting, for sure. Uh, they've, they've already battled them harder than I, think that, than I thought they would, you know? Yeah, um, and I, yep. think that's, I think there were messages sent afterwards saying, like, hey, guys, probably don't want to do that. So I, it'll be interesting to see how that's received and uh, how, how the actions play out moving forward. Uh, Christian Craig uh, on the factory Honda. Ping gave us his opinion. What do you think? On Christian Craig, yeah, I think he'll be good. Um, he's obviously super talented, and we saw how J-Mart responded when he was given an opportunity to jump onto that bike. Uh, so I don't know. You know, I don't. I definitely don't think he'll go out and get a second by any means, but I think with Christian's talent, and he's he's a bigger rider, so moving to the 450 should transition well. Um, so I look for him to do pretty well. Like I said, I don't think it'll be <clears throat> the same drastic jump like J-Mart made, but uh-huh. if he's hovering somewhere inside the top 10, uh, I can see that happening because we know he's going to get great starts. He's a great starter, and he's on you know one of the best bikes, if not the best bike, with that all-new, brand-new Honda. Right. Uh, so I, I, th- I look for a lot of hole shots and then uh, maybe some top 10 finishes. All right, let's get some phone calls. Austin, what's going on? How are you, man? Good. How about yourself? Good. What's, uh, what's your question? Yeah, um, I'm just wondering about uh, Dungey's contract. You said that KTM is going to give Dungey to the end of the season so to make his decision. Does uh, Eli stay at Cowie? Because he can't wait for KTM to make him offer that, uh, right? Yeah, Eli's going to stay at Cowie. Look for the press release uh, today, tomorrow, real soon. So that's done. And um, uh, Dungey said he's going to give to the end of Supercross to, to, to determine what he wants to do. So, and okay. uh, that kind of... That kind of jives with what Roger DeCosta told me earlier. So um, I guess at the end of Supercross, he'll decide what he what he wants to do. JT Ping said, I don't know if you heard him, you were on the line, but he said that uh, he thinks Dunge, win, lose, draw, anything else, uh, Dunge will retire after this year. Yeah, and, and all of us were kind of wondering how this was going to go. And you look at how his years played out. Um, he hasn't seemed like he's had a great time out there by any means. He doesn't seem like he's really enjoying the process. Uh, I think the stress of defending this title this year has weighed on him more than ever before. Uh, with Kenny's injury and his injury last year, I, I just think there are a lot of things at play. Uh, you know, last weekend notwithstanding, that, that couldn't have been fun for him to have to go through. And all the all the talk, even though it wasn't his fault, all the talk this week, you know, I, I think he's financially in a place where he doesn't need this anymore. He can obviously see the writing on the wall that Eli and Kenny have closed the gap to him. So, yeah, I, I would agree with Ping. I think it's, you know, there's a, a few percent chance that he sticks around, but yeah. I fully expect him to uh, to hang it up after this year. Um, so, Go ahead. So who does KTM pick up? Do they stay with two riders or they pick up a third guy if Dungey retires? Good question. Don't know. Yeah, Marvin for sure would stay there, and Trey's deal is up, and so who knows? I'd like to see picking up another couple guys. Hey, yeah, so. and, and Marvin's got offers, too, to leave. So that'll be interesting to see uh, if he does decide to stay because I know there are people after him at the moment. So I can't imagine KTM would allow that to happen. But at the end of the day, uh, Marvin's got to decide if that's where he wants to be. So, all right, man. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Jordan, what's going on? What's your question about Craig and Factory Honda? Hey, guys. I'm I'm just curious why uh, it seems like 
Martin's a little bit more proven on Honda why they didn't pull him off the factory connection instead of Craig. I mean, I, I someone asked me this on a on um Twitter, JT, they wanted to win 250s. That's what he's there for. Yeah, he's he's he was hired to be the 250 national championship defender, in my opinion. I, I'm sure they wanted the best for him in Supercross, but when you look at his history, Honda wanted to win a 250 outdoor championship, and he's their best chance. So yeah, I just I just think Jordan, they're like, hey man, like we got Sealy, we're good, and uh, and so J Mark go win the 250s, and and you know Craig put in some good rides here and there. And they're, and they're yeah, fine. Well, okay. and when Thanks, you, man. When you really look at it, you, you can't expect J-Mark to jump on a 450 and go beat Dungey and Eli, right? No. Not to mention the other guys, Marvin no. and Anderson and all these yeah. guys. So yeah. his best chance is to win the 250. Absolutely. Flyracing.com, please check them out, whether it's the F2 Carbon Helmet, the 2017.5 Kinetic Mesh Gear that just launched, or anything else at flyracing.com please check them out and uh you can go to btosports.com use the code pulpmx and save with those guys also pro taper official bar and sprocket of the jgr suzuki team and the geico honda team speaking of geico and also get data chad reed cooper webb jgr guys use that as well as uh, a bunch of teams in europe including geyser who just uh not no geyser doesn't use it never mind his other team does and uh, also Truck Hero, truck-hero.com, uh, get data, destroy the start with that. Um, how do you think Reedy acts this weekend, JT? What do you think? Things business as usual? Yeah, I think so. I think going in, um, I don't think he'll have any, any uh, ulterior motives entering the weekend or, or bad intentions. But as we've seen, uh, it doesn't take much to set things off. So... Obviously, everyone's on edge. I think, you know, from team personnel to riders to shoot the fans. The fans are, are ready to get involved in this thing from what I've seen on Twitter and the Internet. So I think it'll be uh, a normal weekend unless something happens where, you know, Dungey or Reed running in on each other, and then who knows? Everything could explode unexpectedly if one of those things happens. And it could be an unintentional. Yeah. Dungey could get out of his line, Chad could cross rut, and all it takes is one – uh, misinterpreted moves, and we're right back to where we were last week. I wonder if John Gallagher, who fined Chad five grand, took away his points from St. Louis. I wonder if they give him a warning or talk to him, and if that even matters. Well, I mean, I'm sure you know if you, if a five thousand dollar fine and five points isn't a warning, then I don't know what is. So, well, I would assume he's on a very short leash, if that makes sense. Yeah, I just wonder if yeah, if he's on official warning or not. You know what I mean? Not that that matters. We've seen big deal. Well, I think we bypassed the official warning. You know, I, I think it would be a something where if he did something again, you would see the penalty jump up exponentially. Yeah, but Barsha's on a warning, and he just cleans out Alex Ray. Right. Well, and, and what I honestly think happened, I don't think Gallagher wanted to penalize Chad. I really don't, because I think he was in a tough spot where he, he really couldn't um, act quickly enough because, as he said in his comment to uh, Brett Smith, you know, Chad really didn't, he didn't do anything because Dungey never showed him a wheel, and, and that was a direct quote from Gallagher. So, yeah. I, I think he was uh, he was pressured by you know some influential people to do something about this, basically. But you know, and when you really stand back and look at it, what did five grand and five points do? I would argue absolutely nothing. No. So I think it was more of a slap on the wrist, and they were forced to do something. So that was what they landed on because it really didn't affect anything. I mean, uh, if they really wanted to penalize him, if they were really upset about what happened. They would have either black flagged him on the spot, or they would have given him a, a severe fine that really, you know, uh, reflected how they felt about it. Because I, I think they, it was more of a slap on the wrist penalty than anything. I don't even know why the question of a, asking Gallagher about a black flag would come out. I mean, oh my God, he throws a black flag in that situation. Well, like that's what the, that's what the rule book states. That's why it was asked. The, the rule book states if a rider's in the way on purpose, then the black flag is the tool to be used. That's why. It's, yeah, you know, but that's being brought up. that's like, hey, the guy's swerving, the guy's going for you. Chad's just. I, I, I mean, agree. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I understand. I'm just saying, but that's why. That's where it's coming from. If that's what the rule book states is supposed to happen in in a severe case of that. Can you imagine throwing a black flag for that? Oh my God! Would we have a bigger well, I, sh- shitstorm? I suggested the same thing, and people were saying that it was absolutely the the deserved course of action. So no. that's, that just shows you where people are on this. They're all over the map. Some yeah. people are bigger fans of Chad Reed than they've ever been before, and some people literally want to Google map his house and go fight him. So, 
I just, I, I yeah, I mean, uh, we've talked about this over and over, but that was not a black flag deserving move at all. I mean, yeah, if, if Donji was like trying to come up on him and Chad was literally looking back and, and swerving, then throw the black flag. But I mean, Donji's got to get in there and force the issue, as we've talked about over and over, to even make a black flag even possibly remote at all. But, anyways, um, hey, so. Speaking of J-Mart, uh, he's out this weekend, and his shitty season just keeps going on. Luckily for, J- for J-Mart, he got that second Daytona. That had to feel good, and that was a nice result. But holy smokes, this thing's just getting worse. Yeah, it's uh, not going well. You know, I don't know the extent of what he's dealing with. Uh, have, have they released anything on what it actually is? He said he crashed and he jumped through the bars this week and had a good one. So Yeah. Which which I had heard there had been some stuff going on before this week, so I don't know where the truth actually lies. Um, but yeah, it's you know we had that one bright spot, and that's when I said I think we did maybe a three on three, or we, we talked about it somewhere where I said, man, I would get my my four fifty deal done long term, like today, because you know you never know what's going to happen down the road. Uh, you never know how injury is going to strike. You never know what your leverage is going to be. Um, and if this is an injury where it's something that takes him off the bike for a while, that's going to set him back when, you know, we're only uh, six weeks away from Hangtown, so we don't have all that much time. No. Um, going in the 250 West Series, uh, Pingree and I were speaking about this a little bit. Look, I don't think Chisholm and the Cat and Scott Champion are going to come out and make the box and, and you know, and, and wildly surpass their um, their finishes that they already had collected. But I like them racing the last few weeks, and I think it benefits them going into this weekend. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I, I think it financially it's it's the most rewarding for him. Um yeah, it, it it should help. You know, it keeps him in the rhythm of racing supercross. And uh, you know, for Catanzaro when we left uh I wanna say Oakland, you know, we had a, I know we had another race or two after that, but man, he was really, really good. And we we both made mention that yeah, he had the better track and all that, but either way, he was riding really well. He uh got third in his heat race, I believe, so if anything, they should have momentum on their side where these other guys are going to have a little bit of rust to work out. I think so. I think it'll it'll help them. It'll benefit them. Um, okay, so Marty Davalos needs 29 points in three races. And then you he, say he needs it? Wow. I, would say he, I would say he doesn't need it. <laughs> Does he get those 29 points? Uh, if he wants to. <laughs> and do you think he wants to? Uh, I think he does want to, but sometimes you don't know what's best for you. <laughs> So you predict there may be uh, an ank- a twisted ankle or something coming up shortly? I, I think it would be in his best interest for that scenario, but I, I really think that he wants to do well, and he, I think he is in it. From what I've heard, he feels he can do well on a 450. Mm-hmm. I would tend to disagree and think that it would be tougher than he's planning for. Uh, so I think his best move is to, uh, you know, not do so well with these last three. Obviously, you don't want to get hurt or yeah, take injury, but of course not. I think staying down is his best move. And I know you hate that and and no. on and on, but I just don't see a lot of empty 450 spots for people that want to would want to take him on. I don't see any. Looks like Savachi pointed out. Hill may point yep. out if he wins. Um, right. Osborne. Well, he's got, he's got a little bit of a tougher climb to to, to win the title now, but he he was going to point. Well, you got to put yep. and and if he does, you got to put those three immediately ahead of him. Correct. Yes, I agree. Yep, absolutely. Right. So with with zero spots available at the moment, really, when going into this year, we we know we, yeah. we talked about that over and over. Plus, add two or three more guys. Where does Marty land? You know, that's that's what I would be looking at if I was him. If you are uh, Josh Grant, also, uh, and Hill and Savachi, two Kawasaki riders, are looking to move up, I'd be calling other people too and be like, "Yeah, I think I may need something." For yeah, I would be too. Um, I, I can't imagine Cowie is just dead set on not keeping him, especially the way he's been riding lately. Yep. But also, you know, if you're if you're JG, I would think that guys like JGR, uh, guys like RCH, why would they not take a long, hard look at him with the way he's yep, riding? For sure. No, absolutely. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you for your time. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Uh, enjoy your visit in uh, up the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and uh, we absolutely. will uh, catch you this, this weekend. All right, guys. See you. Uh, thanks. All right, everybody, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, presented by Get, uh, Truck Hero, and Pro Taper. That's it for another episode. Tits. Yes, sir. We're off next week. Yeah, that's correct. First break of the year. I'll miss you. Give me a prediction for this weekend. All hell breaks loose, and uh, Tomac has a sixth place finish.
Wow. There we go, folks. You heard it here first. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.